Hey, I'm Steve Follen. Thanks for downloading This Time What It's Like Being Freelance for Illustrator Landish Akmitsanabar. The most exciting thing about having your own business, being freelance, is that everything depends on you. You decide whether you, you will succeed or not. And I like it. It's you. This is what you are. Like, if you look at my drawings, this is what I am. <laughs> you still can do what you love doing get paid and be quite happy about it. Hello, uh, welcome to Being Freelance. Hope your freelance week is going well. Uh, today I'm chatting to an illustrator, but also one of the founders of the website Lingvistov. And we go to Russia, excitingly, for the first time on this podcast, to Landish Atmitsanabar. Hey, Landish. Hi. Whereabouts in Russia are you? Uh, I live in a, in a quite a small city, which is called Chelny. It is near Kazan, if you know anything about it. It's kind of in the middle of the European part of Russia. It's quite ah, nice here. Was, like, so to the east of Moscow? Uh, yeah, you can say that. Quite, yeah, it's not quite far. a long way, <laughs> admittedly. Well, well you, you know, it's all relative because for us, it's not that far. <laughs> that's it's a, not far. That's a good point. It's a blimmin' big place. Oh, right. So that's where you are. And um, paint a picture for us. What's the weather like in this place near Kazan? Oh, well, uh, today it is snowing. Uh, and it's quite normal for this time of year. Actually, we expected to have more snow. Uh, it's not that cold. It's probably about minus three, minus four. Oh, tropical. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like summer here. Yeah, uh, okay. Fun. Now, um, you are, how, how would you describe what you do? If I was to say your job title, what would it be? I think that I, right now I have kind of a double job. Uh, but um, I try to position myself as an illustrator. And I think that this is what I want to be and what I have always wanted to be. Uh, but I'm also a teacher of English currently, so I also have some students who I teach English. Did you work as a translator as well? Yeah, actually. Um, yeah. Well, well, well we... actually, why don't we talk about like how you've ended up where you are? <laughs> actually, because uh, do you remember we had uh, a book made? Yes. No, okay, <laughs> right. So, I should, of course, I, I think do. that this is, this is what we have to start with because that's that was the moment where I actually realised what I want to be. Oh, so, my God. Okay, so yeah. let me explain is that uh, I used to be on the radio um, many a moon ago. And, in fact, and about six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. um, Landish used to listen to our podcast – to help, to help you learn English and just to help you kind of listen to English, yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what was brilliant was you used to send us illustrations of stuff that happened on the show that we then used to share on Facebook or on our website or whatever and became sort of part of the show from Russia uh, <laughs> from us doing this like little uh, radio show in, in, in England. And eventually we thought these illustrations are so good we really should like do something uh so i wrote a children's book and landish illustrated it brilliantly and we got a publisher on board and they genuinely a proper publisher published it and we raised loads of money for charity the whole thing was brilliant the whole experience so so that was a uh, so at the time were you studying when we did yeah that? i was studying I, actually when i was uh, drawing the illustrations for this book uh, i was supposed to have my state exams <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember if i ever told you that but i was actually like i was supposed to get ready for my state exams and i didn't care i was just making the illustrations for the book um i passed everything it was good uh, so i passed my exams yeah but i think that it was uh i think um there were like two ha- the happiest moments of my life the first 
the first one was making that book because I don't know I remember that so fondly and I think that I was so happy when I was making that book with you uh, and the fact that we created a book and that actually people have it right now in their homes and children grew up reading this book that's, that's incredible and uh, uh, the second greatest moment of my life was creating this linguist stuff, and I think that uh, these are two like milestones in my life. So yeah, I was supposed to have my um, exams, my state exams, and uh, um, when we were publishing the book, I moved to St. Petersburg from the town where I live in now, and I started working as a translator. Actually, I was pretty difficult because... Um, I moved there uh, right after the exams and uh, it was very difficult for me to find a job. It took me about three weeks and, you know, like renting an apartment and uh, not having a lot of money, living in a, bit, in a big city, so that was tough. So I think that, and I, I, and I spent three years living in St. Petersburg, uh, working for a German company, being a, a kind of an inter interpreter. So officially I was an interpreter, but there was never enough job for me, so... Uh, I ended up being um, uh, assistant accountant, which was really, really <laughs> boring. <laughs> Can you imagine me doing this stuff? So, but the company itself was great. Like, uh, it's, it was a very small company. So I loved uh, my colleagues. And I think that that's what actually made me stay there so long. And uh, uh, but it was incredibly boring. It was just like paperwork, and I and I think that the worst thing was not not working there because company itself was great. Was just like not seeing the point of what you are doing. Actually, like there's no point. And I knew that any person, like if you could substitute me with anybody, uh, uh, this person would do the same job and would do it as well as I could do that. So I was really depressing. So after three years, I decided to move back. I met my friend, the person, Asia, her name is Asia, and we used to uh, study together, but we didn't used to be friends. We, like, uh, we respected each other at a distance, we kind of <laughs> nodded to each other. We knew about each other, but we didn't really, like, we, uh, we never used to be friends. So we met uh, when I came back from St. Petersburg, and um, uh, she, at that time, she used to work freelance. There was a, a website, I'm not sure if they have it now, uh, but there used to be a website, freelance.ru. And uh, uh, she used to be a translator there. Being a, tr a translator is easier because you get to spend some time translating and perfecting the translation. It's not that stressful as being an interpreter. Uh, so, And she offered me <clears throat> help, like... Uh, I used to pay, I don't remember exactly how much, maybe like 10%, but she gave me the translations. I translated this and she sent me the money. And we used to do that for several months. Uh, and after that, the website uh, changed the policy. They uh, demanded more money for every transaction. So we decided to do something ourselves. We said, we don't need this website. We can make our own website. <laughs> <laughs> We can do it ourselves. So at that time, uh, I had a friend who helped us set up a website. Uh, and I don't know, it was all so natural. And uh, it just came like uh, in a few days. Uh, we we set up a website. We called it linguist.ru. Uh, we thought, what do we want to do? We want to do something with languages. We like um, English. So uh, let's make it translations and English via Skype. Because, uh, you know, it's a very popular trend nowadays in Russia. Lots of people especially in Moscow and St. Petersburg, they don't have any time and they um, prefer starting English by Skype. Uh, and it's all the same. It's just um, you don't need to spend much time on traveling to schools and back. 
so during the time, we understood that English via Skype is more popular. So we decided just to dedicate the website to English on Skype. Um, but I was, as you know, I'm, I can illustrate almost anything. So I put a lot of different pictures on our websites and I decided to make the small drawings like I used to do for you. Uh, it's just something that I do, <laughs> I doodle stuff. And, uh, uh these drawings, they, um, so-called doodles, uh, they, they became really popular. And, uh, um, after that, actually, like there, there used to be two of us, uh, Asia and I. And uh, after that, I met a guy who became uh, our IT guy, sort of. His name is Anton, and he uh, helps us. Like, I am only, um, I don't know, I can only create some stuff in my head. I can think of new ideas. But he actually <laughs> takes this idea and, I don't know, turns it into something. Like, it, it makes it, he makes this, these ideas real. So, and he helps, he helped us with the website and... Uh, and now we have um, a shop, an online shop, uh, where you can actually buy uh, stuff that we do, like greeting cards, uh, prints, and uh, now we have some books. We're making more books. So actually, like my dream is coming true. This uh, this dream of uh, uh, being an illustrator and making something uh, which people love uh, using the illustrations that I do. It's crazy. Like when you think about it. I think, how is it even possible? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now we have uh, like it's a. Uh, there are two sides to our business, um, and the first one is the 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 school, which is still working, and I still give some lessons to my students, and uh, I like my students because they're all from you know different spheres of life. They uh, they're so interesting. It's so interesting to talk to them, and. Uh, I think that I like this communicative aspect that I get to talk to them and they tell uh, me uh, about their lives, their ideas. It's incredible because people who who study languages, it's a kind of different uh, uh, different group of people from people that you get, I don't know, get to meet here in Russia. Uh, they are more open-minded and it's really interesting talking to them. So I think that I'm very lucky. Yeah. It's, it is interesting as well because a lot of people when they freelance, um, mm -hmm. when they work from home or whatever, it can be quite isolating. It can be quite lonely. Yeah, and yet part of your business involves talking to people on Skype. It's um, true. Yeah, I think that I talk all the time and I, I speak, you know, uh, like we were laughing about this because I don't really get to talk in Russian because I always speak just in English and I think that it's turning into my... Um, the only language that I actually speak. So, uh, and I agree with you. It's really isolating because you're constantly at home, and uh, that's all that you do. You, you work. And I think that um, the most challenging thing about being a freelance, working for yourself, is the uh, the discipline you get to. You have to organize yourself. And for me, at the beginning, it was very difficult because I used to work um, the, just a regular job, nine, what is it, seven? There is, a, there is an English saying, nine to five job, right? Yeah, nine and to nine, five. <laughs> yeah, what a nine. way to make a living. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's not good. It's not bad. I mean, uh, just, uh, but uh, when you become freelance, it's difficult to organize yourself. But uh, I think that it just takes some time just getting used to this rhythm. And after that, you're sort of, you're already in it and uh, it's not that painful. You don't have to make yourself do that. You just, 
it's all so natural and uh, you can't really imagine yourself doing it any other way. So what's great here is that you've taken your love of English, but also your desire to illustrate. And mm -hmm. the website is just, the whole brand is just <laughs> your your doodles, you know, as yeah. you call them. So that has then spawned uh, products as well. So uh, it is Lingvistov. We'll, uh, we'll put a, a link, of course, uh, in, in the show notes so that people can go take a look. Um, I think, I mean, what have you found? It seems like the internet has become like a really image-hungry thing, mm -hmm. especially like it's so easy to share, be it on Pinterest or Facebook or, mm -hmm. or Twitter. Has there been like a change in recent years that has like benefited your business because it's so uh, visual with your illustration yeah social uh the social websites uh like facebook twitter um they all help us and i think that part of uh, our success is uh, uh due to the popularity of different social networks because people um use them and they see our images have you found actually like any problems with people taking your images and using them without, you know, it's tricky, isn't it? Because obviously it people share images all the time. How how do you try and make sure that the route takes them back towards your site? Just by <laughs> putting them out there yourself on the likes of Pinterest or I don't know. Yeah, we do that. We uh, When we share our doodles in social networks like um, Pinterest, Facebook, etc., uh, I always add a link. I add a, um, there's a like small link on the picture itself, uh, handwritten, and I always make sure that there is a link in the like in the name of the file. But um, yeah, it's it's been a problem, and it actually like the only probably saddest thing about this business. But it's again, um, I don't think that is something that. Uh, well, and you see, um, it's mainly with Russia because um, I found that um, when we speak about the USA, for example, or Europe or the UK, uh, people are more careful with the copyrights. Uh, and uh, every time, for example, when we <coughs> share a new post about cats, for example, um, every time people write to us asking for the copyrights uh, and they are kind enough to uh, add a little information about our project, uh, some all the links, uh, they credit the artist, and it's great. Uh, but, for example, if you take the Russian, because Russia is a completely different place, uh, people here don't care. And uh, every time when they see something, they take off all the um, the, uh, the links, everything, and they cut the picture. And they sometimes they even put on their own logos, which is crazy. Like, how can you do that? How can you take a picture and put your own logo on it? Uh, and this is something that we um, have encountered here in Russia, and it's really upsetting. Uh, but all my experience working with the European websites, with uh, people from Europe, from the UK, from the USA, it's all been very positive. So being freelance mm -hmm. um, has morphed into being sort of co-owners of a business. Yeah, exactly. How do you find that? Did, did you just, I don't know, decide to split it 50-50? Is it better being a collaboration than being on your own? Could you even envisage doing this on your own? I don't know. Um, what's it like being part of that? I don't think that I would ever be able to do that by myself because it's always been a teamwork. Um, it used to be, there used to be two of us, um, Asia and I, 
so and it was always 50 50 like communism <laughs> you know uh, because everything uh, we try to be uh, i think that the most important thing about having a business with partners is to be completely honest and open about it uh, about everything which is happening so um now there are three of us and we are the owners of a business which is an established business we have uh, we have all the documents, everything. We pay the taxes. Yeah, we used to be freelance, but now it's uh, it's a real business. And uh, I I don't think that and um, I, it's really hard being alone, especially if you're trying to make something. Um, not only being just a freelance, not only like earning the same amount of money that you could earn working for another company, but just doing stuff that you like. Um, it's actually um, because we have really big plans. And I, I know for sure that I will never be able to do that by myself because we have a very clear division of roles in the company. Um, but at the same time, I know that, for example, if I get sick, um, um, the guys will take over and do the stuff that I actually do. So, um, and it's like uh, honesty, as I said, this is the most important part to be always open, to speak your mind, uh, to be completely honest. And the second thing is that you have to talk a lot. <laughs> you have to communicate. This is very important because if there is no communication, if you don't talk to each other, if you don't talk to your partners, um, it's never going to work. So it's important to speak, to say what you do, to say what you want to do, your ideas. And uh, uh, for us so far, it has been really rewarding. And it, it is the strategy uh, strategy that works for us. Uh, like, for example, I handle more creative side, the promoting side of the business. Asia is more into the financial side, the documents, everything, that stuff that I can't do. And uh, Anton, uh, who is our IT guy, nothing uh, would exist without him, without the time that any, all the effort uh, that he puts into this, creating the website, making everything work so uh, it's so important like the three of us make it work and it's incredible and I think that I've always been very lucky with people and I would have never been able to do what I um, what I did uh, myself because um, my life revolves around people that I was lucky enough to meet like for example meeting you and it was great it was one of the greatest things that happened to me and uh, there were like so many people that I met and they are uh, they they're just incredible, uh, and I'm I think that I'm very lucky to know you, to know uh, my team, to know uh, people who support us and uh, um, actually make all this happen. Um, so yeah, being alone for me personally is not an option. Yeah, but you see, but you, I think positive people draw positive people to I them. Hope so. like, I hope you so. know, <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's not just luck. I I think, and and also here's the thing. Like be, before we started recording today, you were like, oh, I know you often talk about side projects. I don't have any. This is this yeah. is what I do. But I think the fact is, is that for part of your life, your illustration was your side project. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you were earning a living through your language skills and. The fact that you used to send <laughs> emails <laughs> with pictures on to a guy on the radio uh, thousands of miles away shows that desire to kind of share them and make that happen. So yeah. I think all of that. I'm, I'm intrigued, though. Do, do you think the time that you spent, though, you know, those three years in St. Petersburg mm -hmm. working as a, a linguist and doing accounting and all of that has have, did you take business skills away from being in that business environment, do you think? Yeah, uh, of course. It was uh, 
there is a positive aspect to it because I got used to the the papers that um, you need to have as a business, and I got really interested in the business side, like all the financial side. I don't regret that. It's it's true that I I took quite a lot from that, and I remember my the CEO of our company and uh, uh, because she was a very wise she is a very wise woman and um, I think that like uh, watching her handling the stuff and handling all the difficulties that arise uh, that that happen during the business I took a lot from that and I think that it was very important time in my life as well Uh, and I don't regret that of course I don't yeah it took me two, three years to realize it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have there been challenges that you've had to overcome? It's just like probably the challenges of trying to promote the business. Uh, because like if you take illustrations and the shop itself, it's kind of self-promoting business because people like the images and they share them. And uh, like, you know, they say that the best strategy for promotion is the word of the ma- the word of mouth, right? This is what the English say, word of mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, you speak it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, this is the language that I know, the only language <laughs> that I know really well. I, I don't know Russian language really. Uh, and uh, when I speak it, people say that I speak with accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I was born here. I suppose I'm supposed to speak Russian well, but no. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, with uh, with the shop, with the doodles, with the illustrations, it's all self-promoting, and people like it. People share it, and uh, that's how um, our followers, the number of our fo- followers, uh, grows. So, but with the school of English is difficult because there are so many, there's such a big competition on the market and you have to stand out. Uh, and I think that right now we're different because of these images, but uh, you have to stand out uh, in, the, in this sphere. And what we do is we create our content, like we write articles about English, uh, we try to make uh, video lessons. You also used to have a podcast uh, for uh, English for people who study English, what else? We have uh, short audio stories and we write some stories ourselves. So it's very important to create something, to make your own content, to stand out. And I think that uh, this promotion of the school itself was probably the biggest challenge and it is still one of the biggest challenges because it's difficult. We don't have such a big budget uh, to spend it on advertising and um, uh, we try to do everything ourselves to make unique content content so because you know there is a like there's a logic behind all this um the search engines so that we are in the mm. first lines and uh, one of them is to constantly write articles to make um the content that people like and people uh click on and visit constantly and share and this has been our strategy and that's what we do to be kind of to stand out among other schools of English. Yeah, it's yeah, that's good. So it all comes through content marketing, through creating yeah. stuff that bolsters, bolsters your SEO, but also people share it and bring, bring it all back to you. It's great. You said earlier that you were working in something where you could easily be replaced and it, and it didn't matter. But this really is you guys. And, mm-hmm. and that's a, it's a really lovely yeah, thing. I, I think that the, the most exciting thing about having your own business, being freelance, is that everything depends on you you decide whether you you will succeed or not and i like it i i think that this is the best thing about um 
having your own business because it's you this is what you are like if you look at my draw drawings if you look at the doodles this is what i am <laughs> <laughs> this is what i have in my head and it's quite unique and i i love the fact that people appreciate it and that uh people write to us uh saying that it's true it's true this real life and uh, it's incredible that can pe that people can actually relate to what i draw and i don't know it's great it's just like people's response is incredible okay now we always do this thing where i ask for three facts about yourself make two true one a lie and let me figure out the lie okay the first fact is uh, when i was in st petersburg I got admitted to the um, art academy in St. Petersburg, but I had to drop out. Okay. Um, the next one. Uh, we have um, our book published in China. A publisher wrote to us and asked for um, the rights to publish a book. So there's a book in China made by us. And the third one is uh, uh, once I worked as a janitor, as a cleaning lady, uh, for about... Four months. So. <laughs> what do you think? Oh man! Oh. <laughs> so did they actually translate it into Chinese? Did they? <laughs> they have both English and Chinese. They have uh, oh, the, right. the, the, the the words like all the jokes. They are in English, but uh, the like reverse side of the page they have the Chinese translation. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um. Art Academy, well, that's quite plausible, isn't it? You're very artistic. Uh, maybe you would have done that on the side, but you had to drop out because you had a job. I don't know. Three cleaner. Well, who hasn't had a job where? So, yeah, they're all true. So clearly one isn't. So I'm going to say you. You've, you've never been a cleaner. There you go. <laughs> It's not true. Ah! Yeah, the same office where I, I worked as an interpreter. I uh, for four months I I worked as a janitor, so I cleaned the office. Uh, and you can imagine how difficult my life was. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. But uh, the, the so life... because you were doing two jobs, you also had to drop out of art academy, which means the book in China <laughs> is the lie. So no, the first one is a lie about ah! the art academy. <laughs> No. Hang on, that does mean you have a book in China. How yeah, cool. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we do have a book in China. <laughs> uh, okay, so if there's one thing you could tell your younger self about being freelance, about being self-employed, what would that be? I think that um, I would love to tell myself uh, when I was my younger self and I was still in St. Petersburg, not to be that responsible because I really wanted to be um, an adult and to be a real adult to have a normal job and I thought uh, I would say to myself not to be that responsible don't be that narrow-minded think outside the box and do what you love doing you don't have to waste so much time trying to be normal <laughs> trying to be like everybody else uh, no offense to everybody else but still uh, <laughs> to be to have a normal job you can do what you love doing and still get paid um, and I think that that was my biggest mistake, just trying to be, um, because you see, when you, uh, finish university, you don't really know what you want to do. Like there is an image in your head that, yeah, now you have to get a job and then you have to get a family and then you have to get children, but it's not necessary. Like you don't have to be that like that. You, you still can do what you love doing, get paid and 
be quite happy about it. So I would say that. <laughs> Landish, it's been such a pleasure chatting today. Thank you so much. And Thank do you know, we, we mentioned earlier that we, we did a book together, we published a book yep. together, but we have never actually spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I, I, we used to send messages to you via the podcast, so you would have maybe felt like we were chatting to you. We've never actually – because back when we did the book, Skype uh, probably existed, but it wasn't really a thing people did. Yeah. And every time I see somebody sharing one of your cartoons on uh, Facebook or whatever – uh, or, you know, there's a really popular creative blog in the UK called Creative Boom, for example, and I mm -hmm. saw your artwork on there a few weeks ago and I thought, man, that's <laughs> that's Lana, as we used to know you then, because uh, yeah. you thought Landish was too hard to say. I can cope. <laughs> I almost even got your surname correct. So, you know. No, you, you did very well. Lingvistoff is the website uh, L-I-N-G-V-I-S-T-O-V.com and uh, go take a look there and scroll right down to the bottom and you'll find out how to uh, find find them all on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. I say scroll down because I even really loved the little dude. Did you do the doodles for like the social yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's, yeah, everything is there. They are really nice, like for, <laughs> the little YouTube and Facebook, yeah. it, right down to that detail. It's uh, it's a it's a really nice site. So lingvistoff.com and then also the store where you can check out. I mean, there is a link on there as well, but it is shop dot lingvistoff.com is that right that's right yeah Yeah. so that's where you can check out all of the uh, the books and the, the cards and, and everything else I, I meant to ask is lingvistoff actually a word is it a russian word yes it's a russian word for a linguist but ah. it is with an ending because you know there are different what are they called not conjunctions like for example different cases like genitive case yeah you see this is stuff that people who learn english know, <laughs> but people who are english don't yeah <laughs> Okay, don't forget, at Being Freelance on Twitter, we are beingfreelance.com, show notes. Do check out all of the other guests. Hit subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever it may be. Anyway, um, all the best with it. I can tell that to get this far, your ambitions, both you and your partners, are clearly huge, so good on you. And all the best. I normally say all the best being freelance, but all the best being you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.